everyone. Today I am chatting with award-winning writer, director, and producer, Avery Ruda. Hi, Avery. Hey, Johanny. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you about all things dream catching and shaping and following your dreams. Yes, I'm so excited that you can make time to chat with me. Yeah, of How course. are you and how is everything, quarantine, everything that's going on in LA? Are you in LA right now? Um, I'm actually in Orange County. I'm staying with my family during this crisis uh, just to try to, you know, stay together and help each other out. Um, so I'm actually in Orange County, but my primary residence is in Los Angeles and I still frequently visit and um, have so much, so sending so much love and light to that city right now and all the cities across our country and across the world that are up in arms and, you know, standing up for justice. Because, uh, you know, even living in a smaller city right now, um, you can feel it and, you know, yeah. try to be present for all of that. Um, in the midst of a pandemic and now a social revolution. So <laughs> I know it's definitely an interesting time. How are you doing with it? You're in New York. That's got to be crazy. Yeah, New York is insane at uh, the moment. Well, things are going back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the pandemic, I was actually working. So I didn't even get to do any quarantine. Yeah. But things are going back to normal. Thank God we had curfew last week. Um, till eight o'clock, nobody was allowed to be out except essential workers. But then I saw on the news that some essential workers were getting arrested. Yeah, so, I saw that. So uh, that was kind of scary because I'm considered an essential worker. So my way home, I was kind of panicking, but I made it home safe. Oh, thank goodness. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's. I can't even imagine. Um, just the the fear and the terror uh, in New York, um, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's hard to know what's true in the media right now, yeah. but I have seen that. I, I saw a video of, of an essential worker getting arrested in New York and it's just heartbreaking because it, it you know, it just brings to mind what happened to um, Brianna Taylor, another essential worker yeah. who just had like, these are the people who need our support the most. And um, well, I'm so glad that you're safe and that you got home safely. And I'm sending you a lot of love because I know it's Thank hard you. to deal with that kind of thing right now. Yeah. <sighs> and how are you doing with um, work-wise? Do, uh, you're working film full-time, correct? Yeah. So my my process is kind of, uh, it's kind of varied and evolved over the years, um, but really what I've been doing is freelance screenwriting for uh, various producers and production companies who kind of have an idea for a film or um, a TV show or something like that and, and need someone to put that into paper. Um, so for the longest time I had been doing that. And prior to that, I was working on set, um, working for different, like for a direct, for a director on set and then for showrunners. So just sort of like getting involved with production, but, yeah, so um, with this time that I've been, I mean, I'm so grateful to have been afforded the luxury to, like, have some time and not have to uh, scramble yeah. as much as, like, I normally am, I guess. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so with Dreamcatcher, the, the short film that um, I submitted to your festival, which yes. I'm so bummed I 
wasn't able to come and attend, but I know. Um, so Dreamcatcher is a short film that Avery was an official selection at the Uptown Women's Film Festival of New York. It's a beautiful film. So tell us more about it. Yeah, Dreamcatcher. Um, Dreamcatcher came to life when I was in college, but I find it, I wrote the script in college like mm-hmm. five years ago and then uh, finally produced it last year or like towards the end of 2018 is when I started it, um, finished it towards the end of 2019 um, or uh, other way, uh, finished it towards the end of 2018 and started submitting it to film festivals. So all of last year we were, um, we submitted the film around to the major film festivals mm-hmm. all over the world and have been doing that for the, for the majority of, 2019 um but yeah Dreamcatcher is a story about it's it's a short animated film um for kids and it's a story about what happens inside of a Dreamcatcher when uh, you go to sleep at night and you have dreams and how those dreams get caught and get sorted and shaped and become um this really powerful presence in each person's life especially as kids um, so the story sort of takes place when the little girl in the movie has a nightmare and then uh, we learn through that through the story through through the character of the young sorter whose job it is to sort dreams um, inside of the dreamcatcher factory he he ends up following this nightmare through the dreamcatcher um, and ultimately learns that he should be following his dreams instead and um, this story, like, I- I'm sure you, you know, you're familiar, like, we all know about the dream catcher, like the mm-hmm. the little totem that is inspired by Native American myth. Um, so I, I, my friend gifted me a dream catcher in college, and it just sparked this in this story. I mean, I was just really inspired by it one day. Um, but interestingly enough, like I wrote this, I wrote this idea down into a screenplay. And afterwards, I, I did some research, like, on the actual mm-hmm. myth of the Dreamcatcher and how it came to be. And I just think this is so interesting. But um, basically, uh, it's – and I hope – I mean, I, I researched this, but I could be wrong about some of these things. Um, so take everything with a grain of salt. But from what yeah. I discovered, it's uh, rooted in a Lakota legend about um, a – a, a shaman and an elder in the community went on a vision quest and had an interaction with the trickster spirit named Iktomi, who appeared to him as a spider. And uh, this this elder was seeking wisdom uh, just about, you know, human nature. And the trickster spirit told him that in each time of life, there are many forces, some good and some bad. If you listen to the good forces, they will steer you in the right direction. But if you listen to the bad forces, they will hurt you and steer you in the wrong direction. And um, from that from that lesson, the elder took this 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 I this you know meaningful yeah. uh, representation of of the web of life, which is this dream catcher totem that then was used to protect people in vulnerable states in the dream state where you're filtering out a lot from your day. And as you know, that's why it's like such a beautiful thing for kids to have. 
um, because yeah. this is crazy. And this, the story just teaches you, like, if you follow these good dreams, these good vibes, like, good ideas, good feelings, and really try to cultivate that higher level of, of love and compassion. Yeah. I mean, your life will just get better and better. I mean, it's true. Like, you got to really um, let go of your fears. And that's what Dreamcatcher is all about. It's all about letting go of your nightmares. Let them just filter through because um, if you hold on to that, if you try to chase your bad dreams with all in good intentions to get rid of them, but you're giving them attention and you're giving them strength to lead you in a bad direction. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's actually like such a high concept that I, I was just, I didn't even realize um, the, the bigger meaning of it until after I wrote it and then um, tried to weave some of those elements into the actual movie when, when we were filming. Um, but yeah, it was my first, that was, that, that's this dream catcher is my first, short film, short animated film. So it, that in and of itself, it was a really incredible journey to try to bring something to life in that way. So, yeah. Yeah. I loved your film. I, I actually have like three dream catchers in my apartment. Ah, yeah. You get it. <laughs> so I totally get it. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. I was babysitting um, one of my neighbor's kids and he, I was telling him about the dream catcher and I was like, telling him all about it. He's like, I want a dream catcher. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'll get you one. You need one. So everyone needs a dream catcher. <laughs> very true. Very true. And do you see it? Um, have you ever thought about developing into a feature film or a longer story or a series? Yeah, I have. I All of the above, but really I'd love to develop it into a feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it works so well as a short film just the the nature of of the arc of of the character's journey in in that particular piece yeah but i think there is a there's room to create a narrative that uh embodies so much more uh about what we were what i was just talking about in regards to um the myth itself and i i've toyed around with ideas but it's a, it's kind of a sensitive subject because I don't I mean much of like what we're seeing with the black lives movement like I as I'm I'm Caucasian I'm descended from Europeans like mm-hmm. I don't really like I I want to be present and and use my voice as much yeah. as I am able to support the movement and to support you know minority groups in America and just do whatever I can as a white person but I do not want to usurp the the role of a leader in this mo- yeah. movement and I think similarly when you're talking about Native Americans and um, like I'm so drawn to their culture and I'm so drawn to the the wisdom there but I I don't want to assume that I have the right to even tell like a feature feature film about a Lakota legend you know so I definitely yeah. am like trying to figure out the right way to go about doing that um, so if you know anyone or you know come into contact with any of your talented network of filmmakers who might be interested and might might know more about this than I do uh, or anyone out there listening I would love to get connected because it's I'm so passionate about it but I just you know it's kind of on the back burner right now yeah um, you know I just thought of a show that I watch on Amazon uh, that kind of deals with um Native American uh, history and myth and oh, what's the name of that show? 
Oh my God. I have to, you know, I, it'll come to me as we, as we <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> like, let me know what it's, what you, so remember. is animation something that you, um, wanted to do in film school? Is this something that you kind of develop a passion for after? Uh, yeah. So when I was younger, I loved, I would like draw comics and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, when you're young, you kind of just start doing things and you don't really feel like it's important. <laughs> like it's just like something you yeah. do. Uh, I never really can, I, I never knew to connect those dots until recently because, um, you know, you, even as a kid, which again is why I want to tell stories for kids. Like I experienced in this culture, you know, this whole like, growing up way too fast, uh, wanting to do well, you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. achieve success. And, um, I think like for me, at least growing up in Ohio, it was like, uh, the realization that I couldn't draw comics forever. I couldn't tell stories forever, uh, write poetry. Like I was all about all that when I was little, but I sort of grew out of it in an effort to, uh, better equip myself for the real world which in actuality yeah. like I ended up just coming back to that space and I'm so grateful that I, I was able to I mean my parents are really supportive of of my artistry and and I have three brothers and you know each one of us is very different uh, as far as like what we want to do and what we want to be and our con- contributions to the world um, but mine's always been from a creative space and uh, just animation um telling stories for kids it was one of those dreams that I didn't even think I was like worthy of pursuing and I'm I'm realizing that like that's the reason I have the fear around that is because it's real and mm-hmm. it's important and I like finally I guess claiming it um yeah but yeah it's always it's always been there I just was kind of scared of it but uh yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. the The imagination can really run wild in animation, and there are no limits to. Well, I studied screenwriting um, at Dodge College of Film and Media Arts, at uh, the Film School of Chapman University here in Orange County, um, and they they did a really good job of teaching, at least in my program, about the hero's journey and how to craft uh, how to craft a narrative that is not not necessarily breaking the narrative structure of what we see in like films today. Uh, There's obviously a lot of ways to create an experimental film. Um, But I think like for me learning how to tell a story for um, cinema through the hero's journey and like um, being able to understand how you take a character from point A to point Z, you know, like all the way through that journey. uh, One of my, one of the producers and one of my mentors where I worked for after college was like, you're a fantastic writer, but you need to unlearn everything that you learned in school because that's like a format. That's one way of doing something. And especially in animation, uh, I, I personally feel because the limits it's limitless and, and the, the territory is so vast. It's like, yeah. you need, you really, it, it, just in my opinion, you really need to know where you're going with the story um, cause you can hop dimensions, like you can go into worlds unknown and it can be very confusing for audiences, especially kids, even though their imaginations are, are open and ready for that kind of stuff. 
bringing it back to a character driven story for me is really important and something that um, I try to do because I am I'm not working on a feature adaptation for Dreamcatcher but I'm working on a different feature film uh, that is also animated Um, so just really trying to I mean, I'm I'm not a pro like pro at any of this, but I'm tr- I'm trying yeah. to keep keep at it, you know, chop wood, and carry water, yeah, keep moving forward, keep learning and practicing, and yeah, there's so much. Uh, the even just the collaboration in filmmaking is is a super exciting it's aspect. It's hard, but it, I, I, yeah. it's hard and exciting. It's hard. It is. If hard. you find the right, people. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And what is your uh, feature about, if you don't mind talking? About oh, it? not at all. Uh, so it's 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 another big big idea. Um, uh, the world of this movie, which the working title right now is called "Imagine That," is mm-hmm. it's sort of this. Um, you have two. You have the real world. Um, so. This is for kids who grew up not kind of like what I was talking about earlier, like kids who grew up not really knowing where they belonged because because of, you know, their um, creative centers sort of being suppressed or not having a proper outlet to express themselves, just not really fitting in for whatever reason. Um, and in that way, our main character, one of the supporting main character has an imaginary friend and that so I there have been imaginary friend movies but this one sort of in my opinion kind of breaks the mold because the imaginary friend is our main character and he he's from a real place like well it's called the imaginary world um but the story the story takes place when when the imaginary friend named Phil he goes on this journey through kind of like Alice in Wonderland um Uh he goes on this journey to restore creativity to the real world because it's been kind of locked up. And that's why um, the real world is kind of like a dark place. And um, the real kid named Hayden doesn't really fit in. It's like, it all comes back to the fact that like creativity itself has like the source of creativity has been locked up and, and it's been controlled by this evil creature. Um, So the story is just, it's this crazy wild like Alice in Wonderland meets um, Wreck-It Ralph and it's a musical like I just turned it into a musical oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> so I'm writing the music the script I just finished it last week uh, so it's really fresh and I don't even know how to pitch it yet so sorry for it being all over the place <laughs> no um, but yeah so working on the music this summer so that I can start shopping it around in the fall when things pick back up again um, but yeah it's, it's a big big story and I hope um like it's it's just super interesting to try to figure out how to how to speak to children um in a meaningful way uh so we'll see um if your feature reminds me of a show that I watch on that I have you heard of happy happy that is that the documentary no No. okay um, there's a tv show on netflix about a uh, an imaginary friend whose person gets it's not a kid show. <laughs> okay, I need to <laughs> look it up. I just remember because the imaginary part, which I liked, uh, it just brought me back to Happy, which is um, 
just the, the imaginary yeah. friend. Yeah. His his child gets kidnapped, oh. so he has to escape and find her father. Oh my gosh! I need and to they, check this out. And they together, they together, they uh go on a search to find the little girl. See, like that's I need to look at this. Um, the dynamic between a like a character and their imaginary friend is super interesting. Uh, to try to capture that. Because it's like, yeah. where do these? I mean, that's the question. Is like, even in storytelling, but in actuality, like, I I didn't have an imaginary friend growing up, but I know people who did, and I, I need to like talk to yeah. them about that. Um, but what no, is it's, that? It's a show, what's the show? What's the show? Uh, yeah, I will. because it's so it's so fascinating. It's not for kids, right? Though. It's like an actual type of um, uh, what do you call it? It's an, half animation, half it is human life. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So every uh, Christopher Maloney's in it from Law and Order. He's uh, no way! I love him. And the imaginary friends are all are all cartoons. Wow! I it see. Was on the oh, network. how did I not know about this? Okay, I definitely need to check it out. That's so funny. Yeah, it's really. So watch that if you want to. I w- I do. I want to. The other one, like Jojo Rabbit, is like Hitler is the imaginary friend, and my my <laughs> friend was like, "You should watch that." <laughs> and I was like, "Actually, though, that's like it's super interesting because really, what you're doing is you're distorting the world and you're creating this this world that exists inside of the main character's head. And um, how do you portray?" a world that exists inside of a character's head while also documenting a real world experience. It's like this weird lucid dream where you have like inception layers to what's going on. And yeah, even just trying to write that was really weird. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, also, also speaking of imaginary friends, uh, have you seen inside? Yeah, out? of course. That's very much in alignment when... with what I'm trying to do too. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. The Bing Bong, mm-hmm. Bing Bong character broke my heart. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I love Pixar, and I'm always, I've always been so inspired by the creators there. Um, but with Inside Out, I was, I honestly was like, I was fueled by this anger because I was like, there's so much more to that story that I feel like, in, even the Bing Bo, Bing yeah. Bing Bo character, um, they breeze through these concepts so quickly in that movie, and like. I think they did a really good job of trying to illustrate what what is going on inside of a kid's mind when they're, you know, going through a big change yeah. like that. Um, I know. Because I feel like they, they – I think they only focus on, like, five mm-hmm. emotions. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it was, like, almost too simplified. Yeah. <laughs> if it, that's I the know. thing with, with telling stories for kids is you have to be really – you have to be really thoughtful because this is going to impact their, their understanding of reality in, in a – really big way i mean if it's a good movie and it's you know if 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 they watch it in a time that's they're you know open to learning something new about the world i just i know from experience even as an adult like movies can change your life and as storytellers like that's a huge responsibility i think a lot of us (laughs) need to continue to recognize yeah and um, I guess from speaking to you now and uh, through email, I sense that you're a very spiritual per- person. How do you uh, incorporate your spiritual side into filmmaking? And just because filmmaking is such a mm-hmm. crazy world. How does that help oh, you? Oh, thank you so much for asking that question. I, I've never really thought about it. Um, I think, you know, you're, well, 
as as a creative person you're connected to your spirit in a way that um is all encompassing um you're i at least for me you're always trying to express something that can't be expressed articulate something that can never be articulated it's it's defining the unknowable and that's like when we talk about spirituality it's it's mm-hmm. the great unknown and the biggest human journey um and i'm only realizing like through my spiritual journey that I am on a hero's journey. Like I always tell these stories, like I've been telling these stories about the hero's journey and each individual person is on their own heroic human journey uh, to figure out meaning and to figure out their, their, you know, tangible purpose here. Um, And that all comes from a place of self-love and compassion for others. Uh, You know, the greatest spiritual teachers on the earth present and past and all the ones to come they all teach the same thing about unity and uh and if you and and love and if and i feel like in in regards in my in my experience with spirituality and in my personal beliefs uh it's it's witnessing yourself from that place of the heart and uh in and creativity creating as a filmmaker um, like you said, it can be so crazy. Like it's so mental. And, yeah. uh, there are times where you can get, you know, like I, I'll, I'll feel the energy shifting into my, my mind. And, and that, that like that, obviously there's so much ingenuity going on in there in your brain. And, and, um, it's a beautiful place to be, but I just personally can't be there a hundred percent of the time. Um, even as a filmmaker, um, I want to listen to, you know, I want to listen to my teammates, my producers, my composer, you know, my um, other creatives on the project who want to help bring the vision to life. And as a director, uh, like I've seen directors who are just, I mean, I hate to say it, but like very ego driven to the point where yeah. it's my way or the highway. And when you have these talented, like immensely talented, more talent in their baby finger, like than you have in your whole body, like even as a director, like you got to, I feel like sometimes we have to recognize that this person is really good at what they do. And if you're going to get into your ego and say like, it's my movie. Um, and this is just, I mean, there's so many aspects of filmmaking where the ego can get, you know, really possessive over a certain aspect of the film, but in just with directing, I think like my spirituality has really helped me. Uh, and I have so much more to learn by the way, uh, about how I bring that, mm-hmm. that energy to the table, but creating a safe space for um, all the people working on the project to feel seen and feel heard and, and like really offer the valuable uh, contributions to the project that like they're hired to do is what what I think is um, how my spirituality has helped me in that way but also just you know storytelling like I, I'm I, I feel like I'm a writer first and a director second uh, so yeah like just really trying to bring these ideas down into this three-dimensional reality because <laughs> it's all very yeah 
it's nothing and nothing exists until you put it in you manifest it into form and it's a beautiful thing to watch that happen with um with cinema (laughs) well thanks for asking that question and (laughs) and um i know this is um dreamcatcher is your first animation film so technically you are an animator (laughs) yeah well i've never actually animated anything (laughs) except for like this butterfly i was like messing around on um, (laughs) one of those adobe applications (laughs) oh that's (laughs) kind of my animation experience um (laughs) uh well you're selling you're telling um children animation yes exactly stories. yeah but yeah so what advice will you give any woman that wants to get into the children animation mm. world and it's unsure if that Ooh. is her path well first of all you gotta let go of your doubts <laughs> like yeah. you know you know what you want and you know why you want it because it's true like that's what's what's true in your heart um and I think like my best advice is to take that leap of faith and and let go of whatever doubts might arise because as you take that first step you'll take the next step and then you'll take the next step and you'll slowly start walking towards it you'll start running you know you're sprinting towards that that dream of yours in anything but like especially in filmmaking and and when you know what genre you want to write or direct or produce or animate for uh that's actually a huge one-up in this business a lot of people come into the into the business not knowing exactly what they want to do which is also so fine and um take the time to you know learn every aspect of the industry and find out what trade suits you but if you already know and you're coming in like, you know, fists blazing, ready to go, uh, don't let yourself get intimidated by others or the competition. I mean, I almost did. I mean, so many people, I feel like in this industry, young people starting out can get intimidated. Um, but you gotta, you got to stay true to yourself and trust your gut. Um, and honestly, like my mom always says this, perseverance is everything. Uh, if you give up on yourself, then you're giving up on the whole shebang. Um, no one else. Yeah. I no agree. One else is going to root for you if you don't root for yourself, um, especially in this industry, because uh, you have to like it's it's kind of gnarly, but you have to sell yourself first, like you have an idea all right cool I don't want to I want to know what you've done why I should pick you to do this like da da x y and z um so you have to like sell yourself and make sure you're positioned properly um so my advice is really like make sure you're in the right place and then stick it out until it's the right time because like everyone says luck and timing luck and timing what I found is like okay then I'll take as much time as I need to get myself into the right place where, you know, I've got all these credits, I've done all this work, I have all this experience, I know all these people from my experiences, and now I'm going to, like, make something of my own, which was Dreamcatcher, and I'm going to, like, show it to all those people that I know. I'm going to, like, put it into all those different channels that I've burrowed through this industry for myself, and... um I mean, it's like 
first things first is making those connections and, and making sure you understand where you want to be in animation or, you know, as a writer, um, brand yourself, get yourself going and then make your artwork and let it speak. I think, let it just speak for itself. Um, it's so interesting because you have to play like you have to be the agent and then you have to be the creative and you gotta like you have to be everything. You have to be yeah. everything until they find yeah. you. And I don't think that's something to be afraid of, and I I I don't think it's something to lose your hope over. But it is you do have to have the um, the enough passion to keep you going, and it is a it's it's daunting, but um, like I said, don't let the doubts get you down because that that doesn't serve anybody. Like you're you're here to make stuff and 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 you know inspire the world. And uh, if you let that own your voice in your head get the better of you, like you're not doing yourself any favors. <laughs> Thank you so much for that answer. I know I said twenty to twenty five minutes, and we're over thirty. So sorry oh, for man, taking so much time. I mean, we're we're. <laughs> we're in the midst of a pandemic and a revolution i'm like yeah this is 30 minutes is no time at all but um thank you so much for having me i mean but yes thank you for making time and chatting with me yeah i could talk about this stuff forever it's so it's just so important i think to come together and it is yeah figure out this the tricks of the trade I know. So when I is agree. when is the festival? Um, are you so, are you guys still? Well, I'm hoping to have um, next to year. Have it okay. Next year, when everything is back to normal, because um, the theater that we were going to use, they are not sure when mm, gotcha. they will open okay. again. It's a waiting so game. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait until next. Yeah, I'm gonna ho- pray and put it on yeah, the board again. For, for next year and hopefully you can come and uh, we can show your film again yeah, I would love here that. and your... I'm so inspired by your uh, determination to bring all these films together for this festival and to support women in film um, it's so important. Yeah, it's important and just you know that's all it takes is like one person with a vision so thank you for committing yourself to yeah. that to this to this festival and that movement well, thank, thank you for creating <laughs> your work and believing oh, in my festival yeah, as soon amazing. as i saw it i was like down <laughs> let's go <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait till next year i'm definitely gonna come so keep me in the loop and again thank you so much for having me on your show thank you avery for making time to chat with me and coming on the show I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure to follow our Instagram to keep up with what's coming up next. Uptown Minute Podcast on Instagram. Until next time, bye.